0: Welcome to Rope Access Tips, Tricks and Chats. As always, I'll be your host Lee Greenwood and I'd like to say welcome to this episode. Pretty exciting this week for me. Um, The bubble has opened up to New Zealand. Many of you will know that I run a little company called Fifth Point. We've got training centres in Australia and also over in New Zealand so I've pretty much been 12 months uh, without being able to go to the New Zealand part of the business because of the COVID restrictions. So um, the bubble's open. Um, it's open at the moment. Uh, we're recording a few weeks ahead. So hopefully when you guys listen to this, the bubble's still open, but who knows? Um, so that's been pretty exciting for me. But this week, we uh, going to have a chat about tension lines, terillion traverse, tight lines, flying foxes, whatever people want to call them. Uh, we're going to talk about Ropes that get tightened up so we can hang on them and move horizontally or diagonally, basically. So once again, this is carrying on in our series of uh, five tips or five things you should know about um, various things. So this week, uh, tension lines. As always, if you could uh, click on the like boxes, give us some comments on Facebook, Rope Access, Tips, Tricks and Chats, that'd be awesome. But let's crack straight on into it. So with your tension ropes... uh, Only tighten them as much as you need for the job that you're doing. I see a lot of people out on site and on training courses and assessments and they want to tighten the ropes as much as possible. So cranking them up, tightening them as tight as they can. I've seen people put five to ones on them and start pulling on them. There's no need for all of that stuff. Um, Maximum you want to go is a one person pulling on a three to one to pull the tension lines uh, nice and tight. But if you can have them loose, so that's great. Hand tight's awesome. You know, just pull the rope tight through the uh, through whatever device you're tensioning it on and um, and then make sure that it can do the job that it needs to. Number two here, uh, make sure you've got some sort of uh, fuse, a way that the system can slip if uh, if too much weight goes onto it. Uh, most people use some sort of descending device, Um you know, Petzal IDs, rigs, Sirius, whatever type of device it might be, uh, have those in the system. Advantage of using something that's a descender. You can obviously tension it up, but if it needs to be loosened off at any stage, that can be done quite easily. With uh, a lot of the devices, they're definitely going to start slipping below 6 kilonewtons, which is awesome. Uh, Some people say around 2 to 2.5, maybe 4 kilonewtons. Lots of... um, Unknowns there, depending on the rope, depending on the device, but definitely below that 6 kilonewton number, which is uh, all important in what we do. Number three, uh, load share. A lot of people will tell you you don't need to load share. Yes, we've had those discussions, you don't need to. If you're aiming for an excellent on an Arada assessment, if you're setting up uh, some sort of tension rope, if you get it load sharing at both ends, the assessor's going to be pretty impressed and load sharing in the middle as well. So with the load sharing, a lot of the time I see people load share, they'll tie bunnies ears at one end with the ropes and clip it into two anchors. And then at the other end, they'll just clip one descender onto one anchor, one descender onto the other anchor. Why don't you uh, load share at that end as well? Uh, A couple of slings, turn it into a Y-hang, get those two descenders sitting nicely next to each other as well. So that makes for an easy uh, lower off. And then... uh, Load sharing in the middle as well. Uh, if you're putting a person on it, they can clip on with two points uh, and get them load sharing there. So load sharing all the way through if you can do that. Aiming for that excellent on assessment day, which I'm sure most of you uh, are aiming for. That nicely moves us on to number four. Um, when you're connecting the load, uh, the casualty, the person, onto the system, make sure that both connectors are the same length. So uh, Some people like using pulleys. Uh, to make it easier to move backwards and forwards for me personally i'm not a big fan i find it's harder to get load sharing and things like that i'd uh i'd rather go with a couple of carabiners uh, clipped on now making sure they're the same length i see some people they clip a carabiner on and then they attach a cow's towel issue we've got there is if um if that carabiner was to fail you're going to have a dynamic load onto that cow's towel Obviously we've already got a tension system putting more weight along it than uh, than we normally do and then we get a dynamic fall onto that tension rope. So that's not a uh, not a great look. So making sure both those connectors are the same length. Um, Grions work really well in this situation or similar devices. You could clip a couple of those on and then you can pull them both tight so they're both similar length and then it's easy to lower somebody off if you need to. Last one here, number five. Have a rescue plan. You're sending somebody out on this tension line in uh, Rope Access. We're pretty much designing it for use for one person. Don't really want to be getting into the discussion about stretchers and all of that. You know, that's in the the rescue world. I'm I'm playing around in the Rope Access world, so we're setting this up for a job. So uh, we're looking to send one person out there. So have a way of getting them back. It could be pretty simple. It could be that you just lower off the two descenders and they get lowered down to the middle, uh, down onto the ground, which is pretty straightforward. It may be as simple as attaching a tagline to them, so you can pull them back to whatever platform or wherever they came from, you can pull them back there. You could also have a tagline going the other way, going through a pulley and then back to where you're working so they can be controlled from one end. But you definitely have some sort of rescue plan of how you're going to pull this person uh, if they turn into a casualty, pull them back. Yeah, so that's uh, that's my five uh, tips, five things you should know about using the tension line, just to run over them again. Only put as much tension as you need on the ropes. Don't over-tighten them. Uh, fit for purpose, I think is the uh, good term there. Have some sort of fuse in the system, some way that if too much weight goes onto it, it then puts some slack into the system. Obviously, that slack going into the system is going to um, going to reduce the angle and then less forces. Load sharing. You know, it's uh, it's a principle we run by. Uh, a lot of the time I see people not doing it. We're putting a lot of load onto these systems, so why not load share? Uh, making sure those connectors, the two connections onto the system are the same length or similar length, so there's no potential dynamic load onto uh, any of it if any part fails. And then uh, number five, as always, have a rescue plan. Have a way of getting that person either safely to the ground or back to a safe location. So yeah, there's... Uh, there's five little tips, five little things you should know about retention lines. Hope you enjoyed this one. I'm, uh, I'm sure that you'll uh, have more you could add to this. I know that I've got more. If you want to reach out to us, uh, let us know on Facebook. You can contact us through the website, ratac.net. Always happy to chat to people. Give us some of your tips. be great to hear from you. But anyway, for now, stay safe. I'll see you soon. Cheers.